0: AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, powered by Advantage Home Buyer.
3: I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Georgia has certified former Vice President Joe Biden's narrow win over President Trump. Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger
4: says after a hand count and audit, Joe Biden has won the majority of the votes in the presidential election in his state. The numbers reflect... The verdict of the people. Governor Brian Kemp, even after certifying the election, questioned the validity of some absentee ballots.
1: This audit only looked at ballots, not the signatures on the absentee applications or the signatures on the ballot envelopes.
4: President Trump has also railed against absentee ballots. His campaign has until early next week to request a recount. I'm Tim McGuire.
3: On Wall Street Friday, a losing session across the board. The Dow was down by 219 points. The Nasdaq was down by 50. This is SRN News.
0: Larry Elder says Trump isn't going anywhere.
3: For people who are really, really crushed by how this election
5: appears to be turning out, Donald Trump has changed this country. Donald Trump has changed
2: this party. And the man's not going to go away. It appears that he increased his percentage of the black vote by about 50%. And I heard uh, some... Castors say, well, it's not that big of a deal. Really? If your ratings went up 50%, you'd say it's not that big of a deal? It's a huge deal.
0: The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot.
6: Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest... AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
2: Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings and AM 1280, the Patriot. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price, $500. Yours now for half off, $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Patriot website under half price offers or call the Patriot now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. Computer
7: service. you and your business are online today more than ever most people are working from home and meeting via internet and that means it structures are overtaxed and wi-fi is humming an outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation RB's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give RB's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With RB's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. RB's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your
8: computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service.
9: I was drinking through the day without my spouse knowing. It would be hidden in the room, tucked in a corner or in a slipper. I came to Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, and I couldn't be happier. It changed my whole life.
0: You are not alone. And you can take the first step
5: towards freedom from addiction by calling Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge at 612-FREEDOM. Or you can text MNTC to 900-900 or go online to MNTC.org slash not alone. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot and iHeartRadio. Radio. They go together like Freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com.
1: The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
4: Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the CIT studios. I'm uh, also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors. Grateful, appreciative to have you stop by. Join me here on a Saturday morning. With me, as always, is my producer, Trevor Kay. It's uh, good to see you. I'm actually in the studio, so i I get to actually see you. Yeah, today. I was appreciative that you stopped by.
5: Yeah, in person. You know, I hear your voice every week, but it's not too often we actually get to see each other like this.
4: Yeah. Uh, do you? Uh, do you? You know, this time of years, uh, I, I think uh, hunting is still going on. Uh, yep, I I'm, believe so. I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not a big hunter. I've gone hunting once in my life. Um, and that was oh probably about ten years ago. I had a buddy that took me up to Canada, and oh, cool. uh, we went f- uh, fishing, and then we uh, um, we ended up uh, eating uh, quail and duck. And it was, uh, but not from me. Uh, he he was able to get uh, birds. I just shot at things. Sure,
5: you know, moral <laughs> moral support, make some noise.
4: That's right. Yeah, I'm, I did my my uh, part in making noise. I, do you uh, hunt or have you? Um,
5: I fish. I've never I've never gone hunting. <clears throat> uh, I'd be willing to give it a try. I've got uh, some friends that went out the last couple of days, got some decent bucks, but I've never been.
4: Okay, yeah, I would. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think I think instead of deer hunting, I enjoy uh, duck hunting because. Um, you're not uh, freezing up in a, a frozen uh, stand in a tree somewhere and having to be absolutely quiet. You can at least be chatting with someone along the shore, you know, waiting for uh, ducks to come by. So it, it's a different, different experience.
5: I, I think I would like that.
4: And having shot uh, clay
5: pigeons and done some range stuff, I yeah. like that concept of the shotgun uh, sort of being low instead of up in the stand waiting.
4: Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. Well, there, um, I want to begin by telling a story about a guy named Nick Peach. And uh, he was uh, squinting through his binoculars and off in the distance. He was tracking what looked like a pair of turkeys. Um, and uh, he was excited because he was hunting on his grandparents' farm uh, in uh, Little Britain on Ontario, which is about 100 miles northeast of Toronto. But as these things moved closer, he noticed something funny uh, about this pair. They were not moving like turkeys. So as they got closer and closer, he was able to finally see they were two feral hogs uh, rooting around in the ground big, large, hairy beasts. One was even massive and his his mouth just uh, dropped. And that was on the first day of turkey hunting season in the spring of 2019. And uh, I tell that story because it looks like feral hogs are becoming a big issue and a big problem. Were you aware of that? No, no, that's not ever been a problem that I was aware of, so I I guess I've not heard. Yes, it it is. Uh, There's a guy named uh, Dale Nolte, and he works for the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. And he says that it's becoming such a problem that it's becoming referred to as the feral swine bomb. Wow. Ready (laughs) uh, to—I guess uh, uh, there's estimates from the U.S. Department of Agriculture saying— because of feral hogs, it's estimated that in the United States alone, uh, they do about $2.1 billion of damage a year.
5: That ain't cheap.
4: No, it's not. And this problem is now in 39 states and also including four provinces of uh, Canada. Uh, Now, there have been, I I don't, maybe another factoid here, there have been over 100 attacks by feral hogs on humans. Uh, Last one took place, 2019, uh, Christine Rollins in Texas was killed by a pack of feral hogs. She was about 60. She got out of her car, uh, was walking, um, it was in a rural area where she was, uh, sort of doing uh, some daycare for uh, two elderly people, and she got attacked just, la- just last wow. year. Yeah. Okay. And uh, most of the damage that these feral hogs do, however, is uh, things like uh, mowing down farmers' crops, and I think that's where a lot of the the, the real damage is. But they uh, attack calves, lambs, pregnant livestock, um You know, they become quite aggressive. They destroy native plants, habitats. And uh, they say that many of these feral hogs have at least 30 viral and bacterial diseases that they carry with them along with over 40 parasites. Boy, that's real fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Um, There's another fellow, uh, Jeremy Down. He's uh, an invasive species specialist. And he's also a policy advisor for the Ontario Ministry of Natural Resources and Forestry. He was quoted as saying, "Any pig outside a fence is a problem." <laughs> he said, "When a farmed pig breeds in the wild, uh, in the wild, he says, its offspring will become feral. It will grow tusks, uh, and I guess I." I'm not much of a farmer, so I didn't know this, but generally a farmer, when they have piglets, they would grow tusks. So they, uh, they uh, cut them off at birth so that uh, when uh, they're raising hogs that they won't, uh, uh, won't have their tusks. I never would have thought, never heard that ever. (laughs) Uh, Me either. Um, And, uh, and so uh, what happens is you have something that becomes kind of a hybrid. Um, Most, mammals in the wild um they usually give birth to offspring about once a year uh but when you have these when you have hogs that are uh that are uh raised a, in a farm they've been bred differently so that they can produce offspring all year round. now that makes sense because they they want a continual uh uh, uh continual number of them so that they're always in different stages of development so that they can uh, uh, go to the market and sell, right? But uh, so now you have what has been bred in a farm pig and now they become feral because some some have gotten loose. And now all of a sudden you've got these big hairy things that are breeding all the time. With tusks. With tusks. Yes.
5: <laughs> That's the icing on the cake when you see one running at you.
4: Big, yeah, big, big hairy things. Their coats become very thick where uh, the farm pigs uh, don't, they're bred so that they don't have um, real thick uh, coats. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they're able to uh, withstand uh, the winter uh, pretty well. And uh, it's becoming known as sort of this super breed of pigs. And um, they're very, Pigs are known to be smart, and uh, they run in large packs. I think they're called packs. I don't know. Uh,
5: Uh, You'd convince me. I have no idea. sure,
4: yeah. And uh, so why do I mention uh, all of that? Well, that is going to bring us to our uh, first story in Property Management in the News. Property Management in the News is brought to you... By Will Tarbox from Country Financial in Maple Grove. Providing insurance to help you protect what matters most. For quality coverage that's affordable, get a quote today from Will at Country Financial. The number is 763-416-5131. And so uh, with that, we have our first uh, story and this is from KVUE, Channel 24 News, in Austin, Texas. They're an ABC affiliate. And on November 10th, they shared this story. It's not hard to find feral hogs in Texas. Many of
0: you know that. But some homeowners in Round Rock say the animals are doing a lot of damage to their property. Tonight, Patrick Perez explains why these hogs are so hard to get rid of. Difficult.
8: Difficult. Uh, it's a challenge. <laughs> John DeVries' lawn has become the focus of his days lately. He says feral hogs keep targeting his home and others in the Hidden Glen neighborhood of Round Rock. I think a Sunday night was time number six. The hogs are hungry. Dry conditions have forced them to find food in new places. DeVries snapped these photos of the damage to hogs recently left behind while scouring for food. And they're looking for uh, nuts Grubs, roots, manicured
4: lawns are a buffet for them.
8: Round Rock Senior Park Manager Wade Krimbring says they're aware of the problem, but there's no simple solution.
4: If anybody's sympathetic or empathetic to to the situation, we are. I mean, I would love to take a magic wand and just boom, fix it.
8: Several years ago, the city trapped and relocated some of the hogs to help reduce their population on city-owned land. But for this neighborhood, he says it's up to the homeowners association. He suggests perimeter fencing or hiring a private trapper.
4: They're an invasive species. We're kind of an invasive species. So it's a battle among the invasive species. Oh
8: my God! There's a ton of babies. DeVries just hopes pesky hogs like these don't come back and tear up his property a seventh time. He says the HOA hopes to get someone to trap some of them soon, but he's not too confident. I'm not counting on anything. In Round Rock, I'm Patrick Perez.
4: Of all the stories, I guess I would never have thought that I would be talking about feral hogs in an HOA.
5: No, when, when you came in today, that
4: would have been the last. If you would have he said, hey, uh,
5: pitch me 10 topics that we discussed today, that would not, not be on the list.
4: Exactly. But that is our first uh, story today. But right now, I can see we need to take a break. So we will. Uh, don't go away. So much more here on Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot. Back after this.
0: disappointed in your
5: commercial cleaning are they continually late and just not getting it clean the way you would like look no further than eli's cleaning your source for professional cleaning for office and medical buildings schools restaurants nursing homes apartment buildings and turnovers get prompt detailed cleaning with eli's cleaning great cleaning and done in a timely manner call for free estimates at 612-517-5737 elyscleaningservices.com or call 612-517-5737
8: I just want to use your love tonight. I don't want to lose your love tonight. You're listening
4: to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. You know, I was, we're talking about uh, feral hogs. Uh, I, I don't know why I just remember this, but uh, growing up, my mom came from the South. One of her best friends, I kid you not, her name was Junas. Hoghead. Hoghead, huh? Hoghead, yes.
5: She's probably excited to get married.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yes, you'd you'd think. Well, uh, folks, uh, welcome back. Uh, I'm Gene Sullivan. This is Where You Live. I'm broadcasting from the CIT studios. Uh, The show's also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding roofing, soffits, fascia, decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance for and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. Before we get back to our story about feral hogs in Texas just tearing up, an HOA, it's time for us to
2: hear from the Community Association's Institute. Here is the CAI Minute. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit CAIonline.org to learn more. The address again is CAIonline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on membership.
4: I've been doing this business for 35 years now, and uh, someone calling me to say that feral hogs are loose and an HOA tearing up the property, it's not a problem I've had to uh, deal with. But I tried to go online to find out because they say they're in 39 states. Really? Yeah. And uh, but I don't know if there are any here in Minnesota. I don't know that I've ever heard of any in Minnesota, but it is a growing, uh, a growing problem apparently, and um, uh, their uh, uh, their uh, habits of uh, just being able to just uh, root and just tear up. They've been tearing up lawns of this. Uh, Homeowners Association uh, in uh, Round Rock, uh, Texas, and uh, uh, doing a lot of damage. Uh, the guy who was interviewed said it, it's been six times now that uh, a, uh, a pack of uh, hogs uh, were, uh, were seen tearing up his lawn. How do you like to be in an HOA now this wasn't the case with this guy but with the board president saying uh you know you've got to fix that lawn
5: man and, <laughs> yeah. I, and when I saw the video yeah those photos it almost looked like someone uh, went and did donuts in the lawn i mean it it was tore up
4: yeah, oh yes uh huh and i i could imagine uh, we're talking uh, not just the the lawn now but uh irrigation systems that could be uh, sure, ripped up sure. and and you could be talking about Thousands of dollars in uh, trying to get things uh, fixed and repaired, and uh, and I'm always thinking. You'd think that uh, most uh, HOA boards would understand. Uh, they did in this case, but that's probably not always the case. Uh, you know, uh, it's been a terrible problem. How do you get? How do you get rid of them? Uh, and believe it or not, there. Well, yes, <laughs> that. That is one idea, and they've been doing that in Texas uh, quite a bit, but they're saying that that may not be the best way to dispose of them, okay? Do you kill them or do you live trap them? What they've been doing has and been a mix because it's been a huge problem in Texas, um, and then of course uh, what what happens and i see this happen a lot when people call for an exterminator for uh uh groundhogs and other problems uh that are in a hoa uh squirrels that are, that get inside uh, the uh, the roof or attic of a home and all that and um people say well i hope they're always uh, released well you release these feral hogs; they're just going to do uh, damage. A population just goes up, and uh, a pack of these things. And again, I'm calling them a pack. I don't know what if what uh, what the term. We should find out what the terminology is for a, a group of these feral hogs. But uh, they have uh, they usually uh, run in an area of about 19 square miles. So it's uh, quite an area that uh, they cover. So in Texas, they have been allowing uh, people to hunt them. Uh, But the issue is they run in packs. And so what happens is you you hit one and others become what's called a sounder. They uh, have an alarming noise that allows the pack to run and they scatter. What's happened, because these animals are so intelligent, They've learned to come out and become nocturnal so they don't have to deal with people. They're evolving, Gene. Yes, they are. And uh, now we're talking about an animal that has, uh, that, uh, has uh, the ability to, uh, to smell that may be as intense and as acute as a dog or even more, more so. I mean, you stop and think about it. Uh, there are pigs that are used to uh, find truffles. Uh, and uh, I'd forgotten about that. Yes, yeah. You know, so, um, they have excellent smelling, and now now they are in large groups, and they can become aggressive and attack, like they did that Christine uh, Rollins just a year ago. So some say the best best method is live trapping, but do you know how that works?
5: I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, well, what uh, truffles in a cage? I would. Yes, yeah, maybe that, one method. Maybe so.
4: Yes. Well, one one of the things. Uh, one of the ways that they're doing it that I found kind of unique is they uh, go to a, an area where they see hogs uh, uh, going to again and again, and they put a food. They purposely put in a food source so that uh, the hogs start. Uh, start getting attracted and start going there on a regular basis. And then what they've done is they will put up just one, one fence, one side of a pen, maybe 20, 30 feet long. And then they keep putting the food source there. A couple weeks go by. Now all of a sudden there's a second side of the fence that's attached and they go through
5: this process over a period of time. Really playing the long game there.
4: Well, yeah, well yes, because uh, they, they want to get them all captured. They don't want them uh, to uh, be frightened because as soon as you change the environment— they get skittish.
5: I suppose the benefit then is even though it takes a long time, in that case, at least you get many. Instead of doing a one-off here, a one-off there.
4: Yeah, exactly. So what they do is they end up putting up uh, all four sides of the pen, and the, the last thing they put on is the gate. And they wait in, in, until a number of them are there at night, and then they're able to, uh, to run, close them in, and now they're all there. And now they can dispose of them. And I think in Texas, they're probably they're probably shooting them. But then they get uh, uh, it's a much better way of getting an entire uh, group of them instead of one or two and then the rest scattering. OK. And so uh, that's what's happening. That's what they're doing uh, to try and deal with uh, feral hogs. OK. Uh, the issue then becomes uh, catch and release, which is uh, where uh, there's a number of people in our Society with their sensitivity. They want to think that, oh, well, um, let's let uh, every animal have its day. But these animals are just growing and growing in number. In Texas, uh, they're seeing that uh, the best way is to indeed uh, kill them. Some of them have been getting to the size of uh, four or 500 pounds. There was a 13 year old boy who, uh, about a year or two ago, uh, shot and killed uh, over a 500-pound feral hog uh, in Texas. I wonder if you go about mounting that then at that point. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of bacon, I would imagine. Uh, and but uh, it's becoming uh, it's becoming a real issue. And of course, uh, instead of catch and release, uh, the latter being killing them seems to be the more permanent solution. But uh, feral hogs, hopefully something. That we're not going to see here in uh, Minnesota.
5: I'll stick with mosquitoes. Thanks.
4: Uh, Isn't that the truth? Yes, uh, there's uh, always a silver lining. Um, Well, we're going to take uh, another break. Don't go. We got so much more here on where you live. We'll be back after these messages. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
7: Metro Hope Ministries is a Christ-centered residential recovery program for men, women, and mothers with children who are struggling with addiction. This is where addiction ends and families are healed by the power of Jesus Christ. We have a unique program where a mother doesn't have to choose between help for her addiction and her children. They live and heal together at Metro Hope. Would you please join our donor family by supporting our children? For more information, visit MetroHope.org.
6: Are you in charge of cleaning and sanitization at your food production facility? American Pressure has the tools to help you. Custom high-pressure conveyor wash systems save time and water and help you automate cleaning. Give us a call today at 763-521-4442, and we'd be happy to come visit you at your location. Buy local, buy quality. Visit AmericanPressure.com.
4: Listening to where you live with Gene Sullivan. Uh, say, Trevor, if someone lived in a uh, condominium or let's say an apartment building, and uh, they had items stolen from their uh, storage locker downstairs, uh, who would be at fault? Uh, would the uh, would the, the management or the owner of the building be responsible? Would it be uh, just? uh an unfortunate thing and uh the responsibility fall on the uh renters or the uh homeowners uh, shoulders what would you think
5: boy that's a tough question i think i have a follow up question is uh does the building or does the renter provide the lock cuz i think that's a key okay point. good
4: good point uh in this in uh this case in most i would say the locker is usually provided and the lock is uh, something that the homeowner or renter puts on themselves.
5: There's so many variables. I'm going to go It falls on the renter.
4: Okay. Yeah, I kind of think so too. I mean, um, uh, just because uh, something isn't the renter's fault doesn't necessarily mean that it's not their fault, so it's got to be management's fault or the landlord's uh, fault. Uh, Bad things happen to good people. And uh, that's going to be our uh, next uh, topic here with uh, what took place. But before we do, just would like to just take a quick moment to let every listener know we've got some great resources for you here at New Concepts. Go to our website at newconceptsgroup.com. You're going to find uh, a number of uh, things that are there for you. Uh, We have over 30 uh, webinars that you can listen to 24-7. Um, on uh, what it means to live in an association. Because if this is your first time, you don't know how this thing operates and uh, what you can and can't do. A lot of great information there. If you're a uh, self-managed HOA, uh, you may be wondering, who are some really tried-and-true vendors and contractors we can use um, at our property? You go online to newconceptsgroup.com, pull down the preferred vendor directory. We have over 55 categories of um, contractors that are there. And the best thing, they've been proven and do uh, great work for HOAs. There's that. My contact information, if you have a question, we've got a question from a listener that we'll get to later uh, today. Uh, All of that information, newconceptsgroup.com well uh this uh next uh, story uh comes from a source called uh infonews dot com in uh, on uh, october twenty sixth and uh it's in uh canada and uh instead of calling it a conciliation court they call it a tribunal they said tribunal finds management company responsible for bike theft
5: didn't see it coming
4: yeah well And there's a a man from uh, British Columbia. His name is Ian Bushfield. And he lives in a condominium. Now, his bike was stolen from his storage locker downstairs. He blamed the management company of his HOA, and the court ruled in favor of Mr. Bushfield. Uh, The management company uh, called uh, Remy Realty, was ordered to pay about $730 to cover the cost of the bike. There was $15 in interest and an additional $125 in fees. That might have been for the filing fees for a conciliation court. But uh, Mr. Bushfield's bike was stolen back in July of 2019. Thieves had cut off a padlock on his locker that he installed. And here was the interesting part and in why uh, they ruled in favor of Mr. Bushfield. Uh, Bushfield found out by talking to others after the theft of his bike, he found out that in recent months there had been at least two other break-ins. Now, Bushfield's argument at small claims court was, if I had known about these instances I perhaps could have taken extra measures to secure the locker. Now, Bushfield alleged that Remy Realty was negligent in handling these incidents. Why? Because they did not inform the other residents and members of the HOA that there were these problems. Now, Bushfield said failure to inform was the result in his bike being stolen. Now, the management company came back and said they had talked to the board of directors and encouraged the board at a meeting to improve security to the building prior to the bike theft. But the board declined due to the cost. And that's the way it's going to be. I mean, in most HOAs, um, uh, you only take in the amount of money that you have for the operations of the property, and now all of a sudden there's something extra. People are saying, hey, hey, people don't like to spend a lot of extra money, so uh, let's not go uh, hog wild. Uh, Pun intended. Yes, pun intended, yes, from (laughs) the last story. That's one of
5: those darned-if-you-do, darned-if-you-don't things.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but... Got me thinking, whether or not that really happened, uh, you know, um, what what's really going on here, um, you know? Uh, do we know that uh, the management company did talk to uh, the board of directors? Well, they turned to uh, uh, this uh, fellow Bushfield, turned to the board meeting minutes, and there was nothing in the board meeting minutes that— talked about the management company asking for uh, more security. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean things that 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 discussion didn't take place. I've been in enough HOA meetings over the years, board meetings, where you have a volunteer board, and uh, the one position that most people don't like is secretary because the last thing they want to do is uh, write minutes and write everything down, and people can tend to uh, uh, not get uh, uh, a lot of things in there, thinking it's no big deal. Here's an important uh, time, though, when it probably would have been a big deal if they did discuss it, that that had gone in there. Can you see how important it is in taking the time each month uh, to make sure that those minutes Meeting minutes are accurate. I always strongly recommend uh, our the managers at our company that if they are making a strong recommendation to the board and the board says no, that they don't want to do that, I ask specifically that the manager stop and say, uh, we believe that it's uh, wise and, and prudent, and so we would like the meeting minutes to reflect that management encouraged the board to do thus and such it's pretty smart to to make sure that's on there why because the same th- because that same thing happens over the years a lot of things were discussed and then um people say well look it was, it's it's uh, management's fault and it's not because we want to get people it, in trouble but we want people to know what the real issue is uh, a good management company isn't going to necessarily just do what they want. They're going to make recommendations. And in this particular case, uh, you do. And uh, sometimes the board says no. And so it's okay to have that that clarity with uh, the meeting minutes. Uh, the conclusion here for the tribunal judge was that there was culpability here on the part of the management company. Uh, This story, however, got me to thinking of two other possible scenarios that could have changed the outcome of this case. Uh, What are they? Well, I'll cover those, but we need to take another break, so let's do that now. But don't go away. We'll talk more about this here on Where You Live on AM 1280, The Patriot, back in a few
1: Connecting you with new customers. Setting the standard in association management. That's
2: new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond.
4: You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. I do indeed love your choice in music, sir. Thanks. Yes. Thanks, Gene. Hey, folks. Welcome back. Uh, This is Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan. I'm broadcasting from the CIT studios. The show is also brought to you by Extreme Exteriors. Uh, We're talking about uh, this uh, case in British Columbia where the uh, tribunal or uh, conciliation court there uh, ruled in favor of a man who said it was the management's company's fault uh, that this guy got his uh, bike stolen. Why? Because there were a couple of instances where um, there had been uh, uh, break-ins that were recent, and the management company didn't share that information with everybody. I was saying that uh, at the when we were taking the break, I was thinking of two other scenarios that came to my mind, that I thought would be very plausible reasons why a management company would not do it. I'll talk about those in a moment. But let's take a moment right now to hear from the uh, Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. Folks, here's the MHA Minute.
3: Did you know that the members of the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, or MHA, provide over a quarter of the state's housing? That's housing for more than one million residents. The members of MHA agree to abide by a professional code of ethics, and they know that happy residents are key to a successful business. When you're out looking for your next apartment, remember that rental references are a two-way street. Before you rent, ask if the owner is a member of MHA. If not, ask why not, and tell them to visit mmha.com. That's two Ms, mmha.com. If you're an owner or manager or even an accidental landlord, you owe it to yourself to learn how the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, its classes, certification programs, resources, staff, and faculty can help you succeed. Don't be a good landlord. Be a great one. Visit mmha.com, mmha.com. Okay, so I uh, mentioned
4: uh, previous uh, that... uh, If you're a management company and you're making a strong recommendation like this management company said that they did, um, I I think it behooves you to ask that the meeting minutes reflect that strong recommendation that was not there, so there was nothing that showed evidence. And there could be the case, there are times it's happened with us, too, where uh, we'll make a strong recommendation and say, we'd like the meeting minutes to reflect this, and the board says no, we're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, board. And and so, um, and so uh, with that, uh, what uh, what happens in this particular case? It ended up with uh, Remy Realty um, being uh, charged, uh, oh, probably about eight nine hundred dollars uh, for uh, this uh, bicycle. Well, uh, if it's uh, clear that the board heard about these instances, let's say, uh, and, and stated to their managing agent, let's, it, this could have happened. They could have said, let's not bring anything up. I don't want to put anything in the um, minutes because we don't want to get people alarmed about living here as being an unsafe place. I understand that, and I, and I get that, okay? And as a managing agent, we're considered what's called a fiduciary. And that means that we have a legal obligation uh, to uh, be accountable for uh, uh, and to disclose. And um, another item is obedience. That's a big one. We need to take our direction from the board. It's kind of unique because a lot of times they're asking us as the management company, what do you recommend? And so we'll make a strong recommendation. But then after that, we have to stop. They make the decision, and then after that, it's our business to follow through. And as a managing agent, we would be breaking our fiduciary duty if we weren't obedient. Now, the only time uh, you don't have to be obedient is if you are clearly breaking the law. Now, uh, if it was, uh, if uh, in this case, there wasn't a law that said something had to be disclosed. But uh, according to the court, they said we felt that uh, the prudent person would uh, have uh, an obligation for their uh, uh, fellow um, resident and, and speak up and tell them that there's some issues, okay? And um, that that kind of thing has happened. Uh, that happened uh, with one uh, association we managed uh, recently. A lot of people are getting, uh, this is between now and, of course, uh, through the holidays, you're going to get even uh, more so uh, an increased number of packages that are delivered and left on someone's porch steps. And uh, one uh, uh, property that we have in Maple Grove, they uh, reported that they ended up having a number of them stolen, and they saw it because people had those cameras uh, uh, right on their door. Oh, sure. Like the ring doorbell style. Exactly. So they could see that happen, but... They they didn't know so, but the board said in that case, hey, let's make sure everybody knows just to uh, look out for one another, okay? And so that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense, okay? Um, and and that that would be that would be the the right thing to do. Um, but uh, I remember also a, a, another. Uh, uh, I guess what why I mentioned this is that if the board is asking you as a management company. To do something, and then because of you carrying out that responsibility, um, a number of times uh, I've gone to court because uh, someone didn't like a decision that the board said this homeowner had to follow through on. I'm just the messenger, so I share that message. What do they do? They sue me, bring me into court, bring the management company. And I'll tell people at that time, hey, you may not want to do that because the real issues is with the board. And they'll say, no, no. And I had one case where a guy didn't like—I can't even remember what the what was happening—but uh, he was a uh, uh, out-of-state landlord. He didn't like a decision that the board had, um, and so he sued and took uh, our company to court. I went to court that day and I told the guy, please, uh, this is going to be a waste of your time because he had to fly from uh, South Carolina up to Minnesota because you have to sue someone in conciliation court. That's a trip in the area where where uh, that business resides. So he did. And so I I mentioned to the judge. um, Well, we were just uh, it wasn't our decision, but uh, we were following the direction of the board of directors, his issues with the board. Judge said, You're suing the wrong person. Case ended.
11: Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> so,
4: so then the guy had to, to do go and do it all over again. Of course. This time with the board. So wow. I can see that happening. But I've also been in a situation like that where that happens and then at the end, um the judge says, Well, no, I'm uh uh I'm going to uh Rule in favor of the homeowner, and uh, now I get uh, this judgment against me. But that's still not a big concern. And the reason why is because of the contract that I have, and most management companies have with their clients and the association. And it says that if we are, if we get sued only because we're carrying out the duties that were. Expressly directed by the board of directors, we are people under authority, and uh, and so it's not. And and so it says in that case, if something like that happens and there is um, something that is uh, uh, ruled against us, it says that our client will uh, hold us harmless and indemnify us of any uh, legal action. And so I've been in that case, and so uh, the. Uh, the uh, management company would have uh, not been ultimately responsible because it was the uh, decision of the board. But the other scenario I was thinking about is, and this one I think is is really true. The company, Remy Realty, they were a management company, but they were also a real estate company. They were realtors. That's a very specific designation. Okay. Not every person who sells uh, real estate is a realtor most are though and uh they uh and they have uh a, an extensive uh, training on uh what is considered fair housing and they have to be careful let me give you an example in real estate uh you don't want to do what's called redlining now redlining is where uh, that would be like you uh, envision a map and someone takes a red line around an area and they um, and what they are doing is they're um, giving special uh, special attention to this area. And they may say, uh, this is uh, we want to and they direct people away from that area. If you do that, um, that could that would be considered uh, Illegal. Uh, There's what's called steering, blockbusting. That's when you tell people, hey, you know, the crime rate is going up in your neighborhood. uh, And realtors uh, would do that in hopes of getting people scared enough that they would move. Those kinds of actions are illegal. uh, And uh, they would uh, lose their license for that. I could see this being a real issue. And uh, I'm wondering why this real estate company didn't bring up Uh, Some of those issues, because if you are managing and uh, also selling, these are uh, real things that you've got to really try and uh, manage on this uh, tight wire in fair housing. Well, that's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks for joining me. Have a great weekend. We'll see you here next week. On where you live. Cool voiceover. Zany sound
0: effect. (laughs) Uh, We were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes.